This is Relationship, a podcast presenting a gay look at traditional relationships and values with your hosts, the Cotellis. I am Marco. And I'm Tony. Happy Wednesday. Beat you to it. Hello, hello, <laughs> Tony. You called. I can't hear a thing. What? <laughs> what, what? What did you say? Are you breaking up with me? Oh, I don't think that's actually the words. I don't know what just happened right there. Good job. You don't know that song, Telephone. I, I, of course I know that song. Oh, do you? Because yeah. last week you didn't know yeah. the song. I'm going to say something I never say. What? Shut the fuck up. You shut the fuck up. <laughs> don't even try. How about you get the fuck out? How about that? Do you know Be that song? Be on your merry way. Do you know that song? Be on your merry way. <laughs> yeah, okay. Uh, All I was trying to do was beat you to the happy Wednesday. Jeez. Uh-huh. I was singing a song and then you tried me. <laughs> you weren't singing a song. I was. <laughs> I started. No, I sang Telephone, mm-hmm. and I was asking you if you knew the song, which I think is a very normal question. It was a bit too much tood for because me, dude. Because you don't normally know the song. I told you you're like an alien. Yeah, well, just because you can't sing them. And it's not just because of the shape of your head. Oh! Hi, guys. How's it going? That was the sound of him becoming single. I mean, don't threaten me with a good time. <laughs> How's everyone doing out there? Good Wednesdays, yes. It's Wine Wednesday, so it's a good Wednesday for me. Gotta love that red, right? <laughs> you know I do. I mean, mm. cheers. How's everyone doing? How are you doing? How's your week? How's your life? <laughs> My life is lovely. I um, had another conference, um, which I always enjoy. I also, um, I just, I love it when people invest in training, when they get together, when they share their wisdom and their expertise, when they problem solve, when you get to meet strangers, but you have like something in common that you're passionate about, which I'm very passionate about my job. That was like a Um, waterfall of thoughts. (laughs) (laughs) You asked. I mean, no, it was just like, I'm like, how are you? And I thought you were going to say I'm doing well. And all of a sudden it was like people and planning and life and things. It's really good. Um, yeah, and Sister Stevie's in town, mm-hmm. so that's fun. Woo-hoo. We're gonna go do that whole Thanksgiving thing with her. We are, we are. But first, we're gonna um, subject her to you know interviewing for the podcast. Oh yeah, that's gonna be a good time. <laughs> she and her little boyfriend. Her little boyfriend. I know that's so in the black community. By calling something little means that you're kind of like somewhat demeaning the situation. Yeah, that's, of it. that's what it's it means in funny. every community. Oh, I was gonna say it's kind of really funny. So you say like your little boyfriend or your little friend or your little job. And things I like remember that. I used to have a colleague. He, he was black and he every once in a while he would come and he'd be like, oh yeah, you and your little lunch. And he did it like four or five different mm-hmm. times. And like the fifth time he did it, I was like, you know, I know what that means, right? And he's like, what, what, what are you talking about? I was like, my little lunch, like you and your little meeting. Oh, <laughs> oh okay. He kind of he kind of responded well to me sassing back. Though. Drag her. Well, she 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 became more of a friend after that. I like it. Yeah, that's <laughs> awesome. Um, yeah, so it's going to be a good week. It's Thanksgiving week at this point. So, everyone, I hope you are listening to the podcast, preparing your meals and preparing your belts, preparing your (laughs) and preparing your cocktails. Oh, yeah, family. (laughs) We are by the time you listen to this, we will be in Rochester, Rochester. Yeah, hanging out with Tony's family. Mm-hmm. So again, more cocktails and True. more laughs. Yes, we do enjoy Rochester and yes. your family. So that's always. A good I love time. everyone, especially when we get to go upstate. It's super fun. And this year we get to have two Thanksgivings. That's how I'm going to look at it. Sure. And my sister will actually be with us for Thanksgiving, which is 
like a dream come true. Yeah, it's going to be great. Our little surrogate daughter. Yeah, we don't blend the families enough. No, we don't. We've tried. Yeah. <laughs> our little surrogate daughter will be traveling with us. We're driving to Rochester. With our dog. With our dog and our... Sister. S- my uh, my sister. Yeah, our sister. Like, it's going to be interesting. Oh, it's going to be fun. Mm-hmm. And then you just... I just realized that it's a six-hour trip. I thought it was like five. And you know, five is usually my Limit. cutoff. Yeah. It's fine. We'll have to take the dog for a break anyway. Yeah, and Stevie will be there, so we'll play card games and listen Ooh, to podcasts. you play card games. I get sick. I, what do you mean? I get why, car sick. Why would you get sick over a card game? Like, I'm talking about, like, license plate games. Or oh, I thought like, you said card duh. No. You should learn to enunciate. I Or I even if we played a card game during the trip, I don't understand why that would make you car sick. It would sick. make me sick. I can't read in the car. It makes me sick. So anyways, how about we get to our hashtag gay relationship goals? Let's do that. Okay, good. Um, As a reminder, every week, Tony and I will pick a wonderful queer couple and highlight them as our hashtag gay relationship goals. Our hope is to bring these relationships to the forefront and give a sense of positivity and perspective to the gay relationship narrative. If you and your partner are interested in becoming our hashtag gay relationship goals, or if there is a queer relationship that you admire and would like to bring to our attention, please reach out to us. Tag us on some of these adorable couples photos on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter. Our handle is at pod relationship. Tony and I will take a look at these photos and posts and could potentially highlight you and your partner on an episode of the podcast this week we are highlighting a couple that is uh fairly new to our radar but adorable nonetheless right agreed um huge fan of them uh you can follow them on instagram they are at mr and mr rice and this is steven rice and his hers been brandon rice like them um they're adorable I'm a huge fan of them. Um, newly married gay couple um, that is based in Jacksonville, Florida, which I'm sorry. <laughs> um, Don't be stealing my joke. <laughs> it's funnier when I said it. Um, they are adorable, though. I'm like a huge fan of them. So I, I uh, was drawn to them based off of their wedding photos like they had posted some like we got married and Mm. there's some adorable photos from our wedding and things like that and i was like oh my god these two are so cute and so in love and like i'm a huge fan of them and then i started diving deeper into their relationship and i just was like oh my god they're they're just so cute they look so young but they're so cute and I just like that. So Stephen Rice is a writer. He's a writer, sociologist, and motivator. I think that's really interesting. I want to know how a motivator actually motivates, but that's a separate episode. Um, well, Marco, human motivation. Well, no, I just, <laughs> I, I'm just so fascinated by how, like, that whole concept and what that does and, and what a person has to, does to, to motivate somebody. But anyways, um, so I'm really into that and I think it's great. And then his husband, Brandon, who is um, at the incredible Mr. Dot Rice, um, is a actor and writer. Um, and then I'm sorry, I didn't tell y'all, but Stephen is at Sir Stephen Rice. 
Um, I don't know. They're just, again, they're super cute. So in love with one another. And I just love seeing that. Like, I just love seeing people, especially gays, that are just, like, so into one another. And, like, super in love and and really committed and devoted to one another. It's just fun to see. Even if you're, like, scrolling through Instagram and could see the love on their pages. Yeah, and I, you know... I will use the term. I don't think I've used it before uh, on the show. Um, so, uh, you know, first time for everything. But okay. they are definitely what I would call adorkable. So You've used that before. Have I? I? Mm-hmm. Adorable and dorky? Yeah. Well, that's what they are. They're adorable and dorky. And that's said with total love as someone who's a huge geek. Um, they are. They're wonderful. Like, they, <laughs> they just look like they're all smiles and they're all sweetness and they're all innocence and they're all, like fun and they're just very sweet and like some of the pictures in their home together you're like yeah i could i could go there like i could be there and hang out with them even and if it's jacksonville even if it's jacksonville yeah it's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> we're only picking on your guys's city because we lived in florida for a long time and marco has a strong distaste for it i liked it but marco didn't <laughs> oh no not so much no um no i mean you guys know that all all interesting news stories happen in Florida. Um, but anyways, uh, no, these guys are amazing. And um, I am a huge fan of them because, like I said, there is just I know there's a lot of love to be seen. And I and the support that it looks like that they have from their families and, you know, their friends and the adventures that they share with one another. I think I say it every single week, but I'm just a huge fan of adventurous gays, like mm-hmm. gays that like just go out and like have fun and explore life and do things together and have fun together and and try new things together with one another is just great. Um, I think part of it that is really great because, and we'll kind of talk about this a little bit later in the episode, but there is, um, I don't know, there's this new breed of gays and relationships where like, you know, I, I think we were more like budget and, and life, focused where this new crop of gays are a lot more um experience focused and it's really um it's really fascinating to watch Mm. and so the reason why i point out like the adventures and things like that is because it's so fun seeing these people that are in different countries on a consistent basis you Mm -hmm. know whereas you know, they're in different countries and they're just figuring it the fuck out, right? Like, they'll just go to the countries, they have ways to make it, you know, happen and they'll they'll just do it and they'll figure it out later. And I admire that mm. because I think we spend so much time worried about, you know, 401ks and retirement and all that shit. And we're not living lives, our lives in the present but a lot of gay couples have found a way to do it. And I love that about these guys is it looks like they're living their best life. And I know that that phrase is overused at this point, but it really looks like they're living their best lives and they have found a way to do it together. Hmm. And that I really admire. Yeah, they are wonderful. You should definitely check them out. For sure. So go on Instagram and search for at Mr. and Mr. Rice. That's M-R and M-R Rice. Um, and you can look for the guys individually. Um, Steven is at Sir Steven Rice. And then Brandon is the incredible Mr. Dot Rice. Um, they're adorable. Check them out. You'll love them. Steven has incredible eyebrows. <laughs> Um, 
It's been a while since you mentioned eyebrows. I mean, I'm just always on the hunt for a good pair of eyebrows. Oh, uh, yeah, so check them out. You'll love them. Tell There's them like the- a creepy witch story there, isn't there? <laughs> like the old witch in the woods who was like stealing children, but not for their life force, for their eyebrows. For their eyebrows. Yeah. I, I wish I could. Like if I was Ursula at this point in time, I would be. <laughs> All I need is your, your eyebrows. eyebrows. <laughs> That's it. That's it. It would be wonderful. Um, and yeah, like them. <laughs> Follow them. Tell them that the Cretelli sent you. I'm sure you guys will love them. Just tell them Marco sent you so they'll know to hide their eyebrows. (laughs) No, I don't want them hidden. I need to look at them. (laughs) Um, Anyways, we're going to take a short break. And when we come back. Hopefully I'll still have eyebrows. (laughs) I don't. I mean, your eyebrows are good, but they're not, you know, stealable. Um, Anyways, we are going to take a short break. And when we come back, we're going to try to solve the world's problems Cretelli style. Which means with great eyebrows. For sure. (laughs) You're dumb. (laughs) You're dumb. You're dumb. Hello, listeners. It's Tony. Marco and I can't thank you enough for taking the time to listen to our podcast and for allowing us to be a part of your lives. If you love this show, please follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at PodRelationship. Please don't forget to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Podable, TuneIn, Spotify, or your Amazon Echo. And while you're there, feel free to rate and review Relationship. Your support is much appreciated. On behalf of Marco and myself, I want to sincerely thank you for listening. And now, back to the show. Back in my days, when people dated one another, it was super defined, right? No? I mean, there was definitely a formality to the process. Yeah. Well, this week, we're talking about how these youngins, these... Oh, those whippersnappers! These millennials, if you will, don't. (laughs) There's not a formality. There's no rhyme or reason to the relationships. They just are. And uh, it's kind of bizarre. I don't know. I immediately feel so old talking like this. (laughs) That's because you are. Um, No, but we are. I mean, I think in reality, it's so funny because our age group realistically is supposed to be defined as millennials. But if you really think about it, because we were on the cusp of like, quote unquote, primitive life versus like this new technological life that we're a part of. It's bizarre because, you know, like people like my sister, for example, who grew up only knowing technology and and living in the technologically advanced age are kind of different than us, right? Like they don't know things the way that we used to know things, right? Like I remember when, you know, you would have, I remember getting my first cell phone and not like having to talk like a full minute or else you were still going to be charged. Wasting the time. Yeah. Do you remember that? Where like you like literally if you talked for 30 seconds, you were still charged for a full minute. So you had to make sure that your conversations like were up to a minute or else it was a waste of time. Right. Like I remember that. I remember getting a computer and playing like very like what is it like eight bit games on a computer Oregon Trail all the way all that right like I remember those things like I remember 
all of that. But, like, my sister grew up in a time where, like, the razor was, like, the cell phone of the time. And it was, like, teeny tiny and fit in your pocket and did everything that you wanted oh, it to do. I remember the razor. Do you remember? Right? Like, it was... It was like, so ridiculously it's just, expensive. It <laughs> Was it? I don't remember. It was. I never had one. It was. It was ridiculously expensive for no reason. And then, like, ten minutes later, it was 30 bucks. It was just crazy. Mm-hmm. But, like, I just remember, like, those things. So, I... It, we are a part of a different generation, right? We are. I just think I just think it's so short sighted when someone in the middle of something tries to figure out what's going on around them, like from a generational perspective. So like, yeah, we're going to have this conversation. And yeah, there's lots of stuff that we're going to be able to say. But I just I, it's so strange to me that like we're like, oh, well, the way they do things, it's like, well, they're still trying to figure those things out. Like, and, and I don't know. I don't know. It, it is what it is. I don't know that I even feel like they're trying to figure those things out. I think that they have them figured out. They just do them very differently. And we're trying to figure out what the fuck they're doing because we're not used to it. You know, things are just very different. So this week we're talking a little bit about, again, generationally, how people um, handle relationships differently than we did. In particular, the beginning of relationships or dating. Or dating within one another. And um, and I look, this is not a shade this is not even like a a a pie chart this is not a compare contrast chart none of that stuff this is just kind of like a it's so intriguing to me and I love I'm fascinated by it I'm kind of doing an me myself is doing a little bit of like an anthropological like (laughs) dive into the difference in relationships at this point Versus how we handled it versus how like our parents handled relationships, you know, and things like that and the beginnings of it and and all of those things, Mm because it it was just very different, right? Extremely different. You know, the our grandparents generation and our parents generation, you know, there was there was courting and, you know, there was um, things like going steady and giving the jacket or the, you know, the school ring or whatever. Or, I mean, and you met the love of your life at like 14, 15 years old. Right. And then 17 at the latest, 17 at the latest. Right. And then when you were 18 is when you were able to marry 18, them. Even, 19, you were married. Even if they were like that, you're a social 16, pariah. 17, right? right. And then you were married right away. If you haven't popped out a kid by 24, something's wrong. Well, generally the husband or the guy went into the military Right. And then you were depending on which generation we're talking about a little bit. Right. And then like that was a whole thing or like they were hard at work and it's and it's just crazy. But everything was very fast and very like I I won't say normal, but it was just very like very process driven, very very milestone ish. For yeah. milestone ish. That is the perfect way of defining it. Um, You know, so that was like grandparents. Right. Our parents married a little bit younger. Right? A little bit older. I'm sorry, a little bit older. Mm-hmm. So they were like 20, 21 years old. 24, 30-ish. Uh, I wouldn't say 30. 30 mm. is too old. If you're 30 and not married yet, you were kind of not... Uh, you were like a social prior. Like you mm. were just not normal. You were usually like 20, 22. Because you were... Pop- By the time you were 25, you had like three kids. Ooh, I don't know about that. Uh, for my mom, I my mom was married by twenty years old. Mm-hmm. My mom was married by twenty years old, and then she had me uh, when she was twenty one, and then she had my brother when she was twenty three. Mm. So, do you see what I'm saying? Like she she had popped out two kids by that time period. So, like she was fairly young. 
Um, and that was normal. That was life. Like that was how it is. And then I think about our generation and we are not getting married until like in our thirties. Right. So like early thirties. Yeah. Like that's usually our age range. But I look at like my sister's generation and they're not even locking down a relationship until like three years of quote unquote talking. Well, yeah, it's it's very interesting because, like, I think the other generations would look at us and be like, oh, my God, it's so taboo and strange that you were having sex outside of marriage, right? And we're looking at them and we're saying, it's so strange that you have an issue calling it boyfriend. Yeah. Well, I think, like, for example, the question of, like, so how soon are you guys having kids or, like, when are you guys going to have kids came from, like, the earlier generations, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I remember my mother-son dance at our wedding and my mom literally came up to us and was like, so are you guys going to have kids? Came up to me during that dance and was like, so are you guys going to have kids? And I was like, that is such well, we're a- going to get through the wedding. I, yeah, and I was like, <laughs> so I haven't gotten to my honeymoon yet, so I don't know what's going to happen. Um, I mean, well, I know what's not happening at the honeymoon because, you know, two men. Um, but, you know, it was just it was. But I think that those questions stem from older generations where, again, you you were popping out kids like right after you got married. Mm-hmm. But I also think a lot of divorce has happened during those time periods mm-hmm. because you didn't really know you, you didn't really know your partner. You didn't know all of those things because you know, things happen so quickly and you were kind of forced into these situations really fast that you didn't know who you were as a human being outside of this relationship so these people are like finding themselves at 40 50 years old and they're like yeah i don't want to be married with you anymore like i I don't want to be married to you like this is not a thing like 30 years later like yeah it was a good run so you know our kids are in college now they're like gone they have you know spouses and and they have children and things like that like we there's no reason for us to stay together um whereas you and i we got married in our 30s I was 31 when we got married. Does that sound right? 31, 32? How old am I? You were we're 32. Not gonna I was 32. You were 32. Uh, 2016, yeah, 32. I got well, married. Now you just told everyone your age. Yeah, 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 right? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I was 32, which we felt good about, right? We were in a good place. I together. felt good about it. I, don't I know felt about you. really good about it. <laughs> But, like, I didn't feel like we needed to get married sooner. I didn't feel like we needed to get married later or anything of that sort. But I think that these kids nowadays, too, are even thinking that they're going to get married later than we got married. These whippersnappers. Yeah, it's so crazy. <laughs> well, I think I think your point is, is well taken. I think what's interesting about them, this feature, is that there's, I won't call it an avoidance uh, to a label, but, like, it's like you said, like you're you're hanging out and you're just talking and, you know, maybe the word friend is used, but the word boyfriend, girlfriend is not used. And sometimes for what I would consider to be an excessively long period of time. And I think it's so interesting that it's like, what what is the difference? Like what what changes? Like what's the difference between hanging out or just talking and being boyfriend and girlfriend? Because it doesn't look any different to me from the outside. And again, you kids you know get off my lawn right exactly yeah (laughs) those are my turnips right um (laughs) but um but no i just i i'm looking forward to an interview that's going to be happening very shortly uh to hear more about this because i think it's fascinating that there is just this it's this 
I don't know. What are they going to call it about us? Labelism? I'm not. I'm not sure. I don't know because, like, here's my, again. I don't know that I could be like if you and I had been quote unquote talking to one another for two, maybe three years. I don't know that you and I would have actually locked it down and been boyfriends after that. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't because two to three years is a really long time of like talking and getting to know one another. Now two to three months sure like that makes sense to me because you're still like getting to know one another you're figuring things out you're like going through your rolodex of other people that you could potentially be dating and then you've decided on this one after all of that that makes sense to me but like two to three years Mm -hmm. like that's a long time it is that's a really long time but a lot of people i have note of two millennials um one is my sister another is a co-worker of mine that have like done a similar scenario i think i call it the rihanna relationship scenario where like well, you might want to clearly define that because well rihanna <laughs> rihanna i think you're referring to something else no because like rihanna will like be with people photograph with people it's very clear that she's dating these people but like she won't talk about it publicly she won't define it by anything and she's like still with them but she just doesn't really care like to like let anybody know what's going on with the situation but she is not committed to them like she's like very like mad about them like she'll see them when she wants to see them she's hanging out with them when she wants to hang out with them like it's kind of like all defined by what she wants it to be and then later on you find out that she actually was in a relationship with them but we were like not aware of it the entire time and I think a lot of girls are kind of taking notes from her book and and I'm kind of here with it. I think this is kind of the way guys functioned for a really long time. But I think girls are now holding the cards um, behind it. And and it's also very interesting within male-male relationships, too. Because guys are kind of like, yeah, I don't care who you're sleeping with. Like, just do whatever. And, like, if we decide that we want to be together, we'll come back and talk about this at a later date. And it's just so interesting to me. There's definitely a, a level of liberty that I can appreciate. Like the the pressure to do something or to call it something is lessened, uh, which I think is actually really wonderful. I think that you know, contrary to what uh, old sociology books and the and the traditional church would have you believe, all of society will not fall apart if we don't follow some tract to to marriage. You know, the biological imperative will exist. Don't worry. Uh, we I'm will want wine, to. Don't worry about it. <laughs> we will want to procreate. We will want to. Um, you know, we'll want to be together. But I just think it's interesting, and I think again, I think it's liberating that you can. Um, it just enjoy each other and not have to worry about what you're doing or where it's going and um, what it's called. Uh, and I'm just speculating here, but I think that like the neurotic part of a lot of relationships will be lessened uh, because the pressure uh, just isn't there to know, to really know, you know, to have to have this sort of clearly defined boundary or name for a thing. Yeah. Do you want to be my girlfriend? Yes. No, maybe. Kind of thing like that. Like, it's crazy, right? And like when I use the word interesting I, I i'm not being condescending i'm not being uh ignorant or anything i'm actually being very fascinated by it because there's something there's a power that for me exists in what these youngins are doing that is really cool to me that i don't know that we felt 
we could have made happen right i think that for us it was one of those things that like we felt like it had to be defined for a few reasons right we had to make sure that it was known in the community so like everyone knew that this person was taken and i was the one that was claiming them and then we had to make sure that our family knew that we weren't these floozies that were just running out here like not i love the word floozy or trollop that's another good one (laughs) That we were harlot. not. I prefer the term harlot. harlot. It's a good one too. <laughs> but we weren't these people that were just running out there, just like giving it up to any and everybody, because we were actually committed to somebody and we were seeking somebody to do it. And a lot of male female relationships, the female had to define it because the family needed to know that this woman was going to be taken care of in some capacity, right? <laughs> yeah, Reed sold. <laughs> Correct. Yeah. And so there, I think that there was a lot that went on with that. And so I, I love this new generation because they're like, fuck that noise. I am me. I'm doing me. I will be me. And I, And if a man happens, a person happens to fit into the scenario – wonderful but if not then i'm not defined by the relationship that i'm in right i'm defined by the work that i do uh the good person that i am um the family that i you know i'm connected to like those are the things that are more important to me not the person that i shacked up with and decided to procreate with And I think that that's super fascinating and I'm here for it. I'm like really here for it, but it's just different. That mentality is just beyond me because again, you know, for me, it was more important to fully let my parents know what was going on in my gay life by definition of the relationship that I was in, like a relationship to find the situation because I didn't want them to think that I was dancing on hoe boxes and <laughs> and you know wearing glitter and you know uh out here being a trollop right <laughs> like i didn't want that to be their mentality for their gay son or a mentality that they held when it came to their gay son i needed for them to know that no like I am normal and I have a good relationship and this is a, a decent thing. And, and it's not all Sodom and Gomorrah. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's all normal. Um, and, and that was really important to me. And so that's why I'm so fascinated by these kids that are like, I don't really care what my parents think. Like, I'm just going to do me and my techie job is more important, you know, cause I work for Google. <laughs> <laughs> And that's a lot more important than, you know... You you remember before when you said you weren't being condescending? No. (laughs) That's not even condescending. Look, I'm jealous that people work for Google. You want me to play it back? No. It's pretty condescending. People working for Google is, like, super fascinating. Like, again, because these, like, jobs and their careers and what they're doing, their imprint on the world is more important than being pregnant barefoot pregnant and cooking for you know a partner for the rest of their lives and and i think that that is so i don't know i like i i like literally want to do a slow clap for all these kids (laughs) i think too that there's a, a piece of it that is not being ashamed of your body not being ashamed of sex, not being ashamed of pleasure. Um, and I think those are wonderful things that uh, are good values that, you know, again, I, I think there are benefits to these things. And this is why I'm hesitant to 
you know, to sort of analyze them and look at them because we can't really know this right now. But if we uh, uh, presume that the sexual liberation continues along the path that it's been going on since the 60s, um, then, you know, this is just the next expression of that, which is you don't even have to call it something when you have sex with somebody, um, which I think is, again, I think that's a great thing. I think that there is a, um, a, a <laughs> looseness phrasing uh there is a there there's a harlotry um no i think that there's i love a good harlotry (laughs) i think that there is um you know i think that there's just a freeness um a no guiltness uh that comes with it and again with the caveat of course be safe protect yourself you know don't be stupid with it don't be with someone who hurts you don't be with someone who disrespects you but at the same time like don't be ashamed of your body what a great thing to be able to do and to just assume that that's your natural state and that everyone else is getting it wrong yeah you know and like in the age of tinder and bumble and jacked and grinder and all of that how stuff. do you know what all these are called i because i <laughs> i actually pay attention to what's happening in the world um that's not the world that's the yeah internet. uh <laughs> i pay attention um no because i know that i like these things are existing right people are on these things these are the dating sites or, or the sex sites and all these other things that people are using to like connect with people in some capacity right so I, I, I think it's like super fascinating because much to your point, people are, are, are yeah, people are owning their presence mm. and they are not being defined by what older generations have defined them as. And I think that that is fantastic. Right. And I'm sure we could talk to the youngins and people would sit back and say like, well, when are you guys going to get married? And when are you going to plan on having children and what's going on with the situation? And I'm sure they get that, you know, from all ends. Um, but they are literally out here saying like, stop asking me those stupid ass questions and like, <laughs> let me just live my life. Right. Like, and I love that. And they're, and they are living their lives, right? They are out here. They are experiencing life and the world and different things. And then they're coming back and saying, okay, I've been to like 40 countries at this point, And now I think it's time for me to settle down and like find mm. somebody, if somebody will have me. And if not, then whatever, I'll just go to 41 countries. Like, it's like <laughs> not a big deal. Like they don't care. Um, and I think that that's really cool again, because we are the generation that sat back and said, nope. You got to sign up for a 401k. You got to plan your retirement. You got to work hard. Don't take your PTO because you got to cash out on that because that's extra money. You got to make sure you do all these things. Like you got to make sure you have this and you have this set and you got to buy a home and then you have to have a marriage and then you have to have children and then you have to do these things and make sure you set up their college fund too by the end of all of that and do all these things. And I think these kids right now are like, nah, bitch, I'm going to work my life and do my life and have all my fun things. And then when I'm ready to think about having kids, I'll have kids. And if it happens with another person, then great. But if not, then I'll do it by myself. Right. And, and like, it's not a big deal. And I really don't care about it. And I'm just going to have fun and live my life because I don't want to look back and talk about what I should have accomplished in, in other things. Like, you know, I, I talk to my mom and dad all the time and my mom's like, I just wish we would have traveled more in life. Like, I wish mm. I would have seen more of the world and done more things and not been afraid of all those things and, and, you know, and like done those things. And that's why she and my dad always say that they are like my 
fans because they're like, oh, like every time I turn around, you're like in Miami or you're in Paris or you've been to Switzerland and you've done this. Like you go out there, you're experiencing life. And um, I, I feel like our parents, our parents' parents never did that. Hmm. They never did that. They lived their lives for their families and they yeah. never lived their lives yeah. for themselves. And I... You know, and that's why I love this, these new millennials is that they're, they're living their lives for themselves. Well, and this is, this is the part where I think it's dangerous to, to like define a whole generation because when we were young, we were probably pretty selfish or self-centered or self-serving or, or myopic or whatever you want to call it. Right. And while there is this great liberating feature of them, it might be easy to shake your cane harder at them and say that, you know, they're... What was that? <laughs> Sorry, that's my, that's my old man voice. Um... <laughs> You've been practicing. Yeah, I have. <laughs> no, let's, not, let's not kid ourselves. I was born with the old man voice. Um, but, you know, there's, there may be this, this sort of um, desire to judge them and say, but all they are is selfish and self-centered. Well, you know what? They're 20. Like, it's not like they're 60 and they're selfish and self-centered. So that's why I think it's – that's why I say what I said in the beginning is, like, we can speculate what's going on right now. But let's – really, we should only be comparing what we did at 20 to what they're doing now well, but you and also, what the other generation did at 20. Like, I don't you, think it's fair to – But you also have to remember our parents and grandparents at 20 were already parents. No, no, no. That's what I'm saying. I think it's yeah. fine to, like, say that at 20, at 20, 20. I just – my thing is – like, I hesitate to say that we fully understand what our contribution was this generation. And I don't uh, think we can even begin to understand what their contribution is going to be. Yeah, um, I don't. I, so to, to, like, close out the chapter, I think, is just, you know, impossible and silly and dangerous. No, it's very dangerous. And that's and I think that's part of what their issue is. That's the reason why they can't fathom what is happening right now with these generations is because at 20 they were parents and they didn't have time to be selfish because Mm -hmm. they were caring for two children maybe at that point in time and like maybe pregnant with the third (laughs) like you know fathers were working extended hours because they didn't have the ability to like you know they didn't have the ability to go on trips because they were trying to provide for their wives and their two and you know and one child on the way kids right you know like they were doing these things so they didn't they didn't get to experience the world they could only you know go as far as like maybe the beach that was a couple hours away because that was a thing like so it's just a different world right now but that's why i think that's why like you and i always have these things but i love it because you always you give me a lovely amount of credit but i think that you and i spend a lot of time just talking about like where i'm i I always say to you like sweetie like i understand that you're planning for our future and you're doing all these things and i'm not saying that planning for your future is not necessary but you got to remember like you could get hit by a bus tomorrow and not make it and all of that planning that you did will not amount to a great deal of anything because you'd never had time to actually deal with any of it like you never had time to actually like appreciate any of it and and experience any of it so like you gotta you gotta have a fair amount of living life in the now right you have to do things you have to experience things you have to see the world you have to understand things you have to be a part of different cultures and 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 understand different relationships because it could all be gone tomorrow it could all be gone tomorrow and you did all this wonderful planning that is not going to benefit you at all in the afterlife because you can't take it with you, right? So, right. so you have to like do these, and that's why I am actually 
fans of this younger generation. And and again, you know, my sister is 12 years younger than I am, um, which I think is a significant amount of, of age difference. Um, and I love it because, you know, they are experiencing things and they're trying things out and they're doing different things and having fun and, and going to places and, you know, oh my God, this friend, you know, wants to take me to the Dominican Republic for a few days and I'm just going to go and it's only going to cost me $200. Mom and dad, can you guys give me $200 so that I can go to the, and it's working and it's happening and they're experiencing things and they're able to come back and say, you know what? My experience here led me to knowing and understanding how to do an experience life in this way. So I'm going to change the way that I'm doing things right now because I saw how it was different. My good friend Teal has a sister who I think is one of the most inspirational people I've ever met in my entire life. Emily is literally living life the way she wants it done. So if Emily wants to live in Africa for eight months so that she's like helping all these other tribes and things like that, she's doing it. Then she's coming back and she's here for like two months. And then she goes back out to Asian countries and is like living out there and like doing life completely different. And she's not tied down to any man or woman or person or anybody like that. And she's just doing what she wants to do out of life. And she's getting it all out of her system now. And then she'll decide what she wants to do with life later. And it's so amazing. Yeah, it's cool. It's, it's so very cool. inspirational. Yeah. And and she she has a great deal of insight. Like what she she was like, oh, I don't really don't want to talk about what's about to happen because I'm here for my sister's wedding and I want it to be about her. But she had really big news about what she was doing next. But she was like no, it was about my sister. But what she was doing next was freaking awesome. Like, I know. And we had to like press her for the news. Yeah, but it, was, but it like, was cool. It was really cool. But it's cool. And that's what I'm saying. That's what I like. And, and you know, when I talk to my sister, she has all these amazing opportunities. You know, she's going and interviewing at the, not interviewing, but um, taking on projects with the mayor's office and like meeting these celebrities and doing things for them and their projects and things like that. And I'm like, at 22 years old, I wasn't doing that stuff. I'm not I, doing it now. I, hello? I said, I'm not doing it now. No, 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 no. I said, hello. <laughs> he made a face. Y'all no, can't no, no, no. I said, hello. Like, I'm I'm not even doing it now. And, you know, it, it's fantastic. And so I love that about her is like she understands it. She gets it. She's doing what she needs mm-hmm. to do and she's making it happen. And that is wonderful. And I am here for it. And I support it. And I think that she can continue doing those things. And um, I just want I don't know. I think our generation. So, I mean, we're going to bring it back to relationships, right? I love the the fact that these kids, they're, I mean, they're kids in my opinion, but, and I don't mean There's that, that condescension in a demeaning, again. <laughs> demeaning or condescending <laughs> manner, but you know, you guys are younger than me. And of course there's like a difference in, in, in lives and stuff like that. But because Marco's really old. I, I yes, I'm not gonna <laughs> lie about it. Like y'all are over here listening to all these little Uzis and little pumps and all that other stuff, and I'm like, I don't know what that means. Um, <laughs> but uh, I just I find it fascinating that relationships are 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 valued in a completely different way. There is no way you and I would have dated each other for three years without a definition. No. There's no. no way. No. No, but I, I, you know, I don't know. No, no, you're right. There isn't. And that's that's that. Uh, I will say what I said before. I think that there is a ton of 
self-worth that gets mined out of all of this. And I think that that is a wonderful, wonderful thing. I love it. I think that they are like literally amazing. And I know a lot of old fogies are out here (laughs) thinking that these kids are a detriment to our future. And I literally think that they are the future. They are the future, regardless of what you think. They are the future. Like they're the youngest ones and they're coming up next. Yeah. That's the definition of the future. For sure. But I think that they are the best parts of the future because I think that what they bring to the table and how they are making things happen um, is exactly what uh, our what society was supposed to do well i think and i've said this before about civil rights in general i i I think it takes us a long time but i think we eventually get it right and we're always heading in the right direction like the angle of the upward movement is not as steep as i would like it to be but but it's still moving up Mm. and i will say that what i have found anytime i've been in a room full of people who are talking about the differences between generations is that everything negative that the older generation has to say about the younger no matter how many you go back um, it all ends up being about one thing: jealousy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, preach! You better, you better make a sermon. There you go. Um, and I love it. <laughs> exactly. That's so good. <laughs> clomp, clomp. That's me getting off my soapbox. Amen. <laughs> awesome. Well, let's take a short break. We come back. We have a wonderful interview that I am so excited about. Me too. Um. So we'll be right back. Ta ta. Hello, Hello, listeners. listeners. We are here to present a fun opportunity to you. Do you know of a queer couple that you want us to feature on the show? If so, send an email to relationshipquestions at gmail.com or tag us on social media at podrelationship. Tony and I may feature this couple on one of our episodes. We want to thank you for joining us each week and for helping to make this podcast the success that it is. We are going to get back to the show, but we look forward to connecting with each and every one of you. And we look forward to highlighting more of these queer relationships that you love. Enjoy the rest of the show. Bye! Bye. so excited to be back and with us right now it's kind of even more exciting because we have my little sister on the air with her boyfriend steven stevie say hello hello (laughs) how you guys doing so stevie and steven i know it sounds very confusing right (laughs) It's, it's a fun little scenario um but it's exciting we have them here stevie and stevie are actually visiting us so while uh, they're visiting us from North Carolina, we thought that we would hijack them for the podcast. For sure, <laughs> we would um, have them here to talk a little bit because we we needed to have a conversation about the younger generation and y'all's dating styles. Because we old fogies cannot seem to get—I uh, don't know—we we can't wrap our heads around it at this point. Uh, so we just wanted to talk a little bit about the differences in dating styles and, and what you guys do. But before we even get started, you guys, Stevie is 22 and Steven it just turned 24 today. today. <laughs> Happy birthday, Steven. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> it's a special uh, episode. Um, so I, you guys' story is like super unique. Stevie and I always laugh about this because Stevie and Steven were quote unquote talking for like two years before you guys even started dating so help us old people understand what talking means it's like 
you like each other, but you're not ready to make it official. Why not? Um, um, I think it's just being in school and just all that going on for two years. It's just... A lot and going thinking on. you can find better when in reality you can't. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, mean, I mean that's true, but I mean you have to experience everything. So, well, I, I mean I felt I had to just, just you know, it's college. So. And Stevie said, yeah. "I know for a fact that you can't get anything." I mean, especially at you guys' at school. I mean, how many people? <laughs> not, not great. Yeah. It's very select. <laughs> so that's just I, I guess the concept of like talking for an extended period because like with our generation and even generations before that like when you were dating it was like a very like specific right like you mm-hmm. meet each other and then you go on a couple dates and then you're like we're dating and then like exclusive after, like, right and then dating took a period of time and then you're like all right now we're going steady like essentially like so now I we're like boy, boy, girl, girl. talking <laughs> is our dating Okay. Okay. Yeah. So that's talking is like I'm trying to think. But of a some good people way. don't take it exclusively. So that was my yeah. question: is yeah. like, does that mean that like if you're talking like you're exclusively mm. dating? Not necessarily, because I could be talking to multiple people. Interesting. Yeah. You could, and then you could all it'll be it's different levels of like talking. It's it's yeah. where you could be like brand new talking, and it's just like oh hey, you know we see each other, but then it could be like. Like, we're talking, talking. Like, that's... We're going like, to be dating right. soon. So, we're preparing to date. You know, it's, it's weird. It's, but where does the time frame and all that come um, about? Like, when does uh, one decide? Well, <laughs> it's different for everyone. I sense you have an opinion <laughs> about this. Strong opinion. <laughs> I guess it just, is different for everyone, though. Yeah. Because I have friends that might have talked to someone for, like, two weeks. And it's like... That's their boyfriend already. And then other people, it just takes them longer. Yeah. That's so interesting. Circumstantial. So wait, so wait the, the term boyfriend, right? So you, mm-hmm. the example you just gave. So someone's dating two weeks, then they're the boyfriend. Does that mean that they're exclusively dating or they're just officially telling people they're dating, but they could still be dating other people? Mm. Mm, it depends on the person, really. Yeah. And y'all wait, relationship. can you repeat the question? See, this is why I'm confused. <laughs> it's, it's a confusing thing. So when it's thing. your boyfriend, it's like, yeah, like we're only dating each other, but when you're talking, I feel like it leaves room for you to Okay, so casual other versus people. exclusive. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So the casual talking is like that I talk to you, but like there's still, you know, somebody else or you know, like some other people around and you might be talking to them too. So it's you're talking to you could talk to three different people. But then you have that one I don't that's advise. Just like, I, yeah, don't I mean <laughs> don't do that cuz then it's a lot of feeling everything just gets complicated. So 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 then okay. So how, I, again, we're old and we just don't necessarily understand. So you're talking to somebody, then mm-hmm. does it turn into dating? Maybe. Yeah, it can. Or you could just be I mean, left in the talking stage. And yeah, then and then done. maybe you guys realize, like, <laughs> oh, yeah. like we like each other, but mm-hmm. I don't really want to date you. I just right. want to hang out. So I it. guess it's just different terminology because for mm-hmm. us it was dating and then it was like exclusively dating mm-hmm. and then it was boyfriend, boyfriend, or boyfriend, girlfriend, or whatever it is, right? Well, you had two levels of dating. Yeah, because, like, you could be dating multiple people, oh. right? Because that means, like, you're going out on dates, like, you're, yeah. like, you're, yeah. like, dating people. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, And then there's 
exclusively dating where it's like you've been seriously dating this person for an extended period of time whatever that means between the two of you guys and like you guys have decided that you're only dating one another um and then that will turn into like okay so like he's officially my boyfriend now kind of thing like that so i guess that's what it is so like talking but i two years of talking that is a really long time is that or am i just making it up uh two is i mean it went by fast Cause you, I mean, for what? me, for it, I felt like it did. <laughs> I felt like it did. It, it was cool. I mean, it, it was fast. Cause you go, we, you. Well, I guess it's fast, and like, I think it depends on the situation. Like, at my age, out of college, I don't think I would talk to someone for two years. But in college, mm-hmm. it's like different because it's like so many things to do, and it's just like. You know, you're in college. You're just not you paying just attention. To, well, you guys were athletes to too, yeah, so like so. you guys were athletes, so you had stuff going on. Yeah, like, so maybe it went by fast. I, I mean, it. It. I don't. It was just weird. I met her. I like her friend actually came up to me, and I was just like, all right. And then I just didn't think anything of it. I was just like, no, nah, just give me enough, because I was just, I'm, I was different. So mm-hmm. I was just like, yeah, just give me enough, and then I just threw it off. Let's just blew it off, and then after that, we just start. I texted her. I felt like I. She she'll tell you she's like I, I I forgot what I said to her but I think I did text her the next day which I never really do w- mm-hmm. would do back then but like I texted her today the I said good morning I think or something like that something nice something nice yeah. Yeah. she remember that because that's that's rare I don't I mean. I wasn't doing that in school. So, so that's how you guys met one another, like through a friend. I mean, yeah. you say it's just small. It's a small yeah. college, small anyway. School. So you guys just met through a friend. Like a, it was a party. I was. At, well, it wasn't like outside. through a friend because my friend wasn't his friend. No, nah, hmm. she. But was I was like, just like, oh, he's cute, and she was like, oh, you want to talk to him? I was like, what are you doing? Yeah, I didn't. That's not what I said. Oh, yeah. she pulled a wing woman. Good yeah. for her. Yeah. She did. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good friend. That's funny. <laughs> and so. So this is always a question because, you know, during this whole talking phase and things like that, like, do you have an official, like, we are boyfriend, girlfriend, like, dating date? We went on dates. You mean, like, when we started being like, this is my boyfriend? Yeah. Uh, You never asked me to be your girlfriend, actually. I don't think I did. No. (laughs) I think it just... I feel like a I, relationship she, exclusive right here. Always, she was always, re- I knew she was ready for me, but she was just like, if you don't like get it together, I'm just, you know. It was so funny. Yeah. I remember during that phase where I would say something to Stevie and I would say something about like, oh, well, you know, are you going to invite Steven and, you know, like for a future thing? And she's like, I don't even know if we're going to be together at that time. I was like, but what does that mean? Like, you guys have been like, together for like two years and Stevie's like we're not together and I'm like but you guys have been everyone thought I was just like trying not to talk about it but I was dead serious he was not my boyfriend no that's just so funny to me I just thought it was so funny and it was just and look I get it I always like y'all are younger and so there's Mm -hmm. again just different terminology and different ways I kind of admire it because I, I really think that young people are like not diving into anything head first. Like, y'all are yeah. really dipping each and every one of your toes into the water <laughs> right. before, yeah. well, before think, you get into it. And I, I, and I admire it. I think it's great. But, I mean, I, I think it was good for me. I needed to be in something, like, where somebody else was, like, motivating me or doing, like, helping me be better. So, Well, I, that's what Tony was yeah. for me. I met Tony when I was 25, and I was... 
wild. I, I was I was just having fun. I was irresponsible. I was having fun. I was doing my own thing. Mm-hmm. I was making great money. I never cooked. I literally was eating out every single day. <laughs> like, I just, my life was good, but, mm-hmm. like, I just was just out there. Like, I just was out there. I wasn't partying. I was never, a, um, full disclosure, I was never a, uh, I was never a casual dater anyways. I didn't That's care okay. about yeah. I didn't care about being with anybody. Like it was nice for partnership, but like mm-hmm. I didn't care about it. Like I never went out seeking it. Yeah. I went out to drink, to dance, to hang yeah. out with friends, to have a good time, have new experiences, but I never did it with the hopes of like I'm going to go out and find like my next forever. Like yeah. that was yeah. never That's what talking is to me. Like I don't yeah. I take it I guess I take it more seriously because I just don't have time to get to know a whole bunch of different people. Sure. Like, I just feel like that's a waste of time. So if I like you and it's going to work out, like, I don't I don't feel it necessary to try to figure out if it's going to work out with multiple people at once. Yeah. Sure. I mean, no. I, I was I when I got to school, when I, my freshman year, I had a girlfriend that I had from high school and I had broke up with her because I was just like, I'm in school. I'm not. This is not, and I was That's like, I never get, I'm never gonna get a girlfriend again. And you know, you're doing stuff, you're doing stuff. But I, I remember I saw Stevie, and I was just like, I told, I was with my like the boys, I was with my homies. I'm like, look, I'm, I was like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get her. And then, I mean, it, I mean, it happened, but I didn't. It, it was fun. It was real. It was really fun. There you Cause go. Cause she was very like I was older, and she just looked real young, just very like she just. Well, she just literally looks yeah. like a twelve year old. Yeah, so I was just like, I was like, I'm, I'm gonna say something to her, and then, I mean, it just led to. We've always said that Stevie, God bless whoever ends up with Stevie, because Stevie, so Stevie is 12 years younger than I am. She's 10 years younger than my younger brother. And then, and we are a very close knit family. So my dad, Stevie is his little girl Mm -hmm. and has always been that way. And then Stevie and I have always been close. And then, you know, Stevie and our other brother have gotten really, really, really close over the year. They weren't really close growing up. (laughs) Not big fans of each other. Yeah. (laughs) You know your standard, get out of my room. But when I went away to college is when they ended up being, like, super close with one another. So we always said, God bless the man that Stevie ends up with because she has three examples of like because all of us dote on stevie essentially like stevie can call us at any time need Mm -hmm. anything like and and we all will like move mountains to make sure that she has exactly what she wants she's kind of spoiled in that way (laughs) and i make no apologies for it i'll tell you right now because again she's you know that's my little sister you know and so we always take care of her so we're always like whoever ends up with stevie has to be someone special because uh stevie's not gonna take any less than what she knows that she's already gotten from the men in her life so you have to be able to like be that person um and and so it's good and we always stevie's a very responsible i I never once (laughs) questioned whether or not she had good judge in men or people or anything of that so never once worried about that so we always knew that Stevie would come around with like a decent human being, and it was funny. I was talking to our brother um, a few a, mo- a few months ago, like a month ago or something like that, and I was saying that you guys were on your way here, or a couple weeks ago or so. And Stevie and our brother goes, "You know, I tried to not like Stevie's boyfriend." <laughs> Just as like the older brother, like you want to give the boyfriend like a hard time. He goes, but. there's nothing about him that I don't like. (laughs) He's like, there's nothing about him that makes me like want to not like him. He goes, he's just a 
decent guy. Like, and I go, well, you got to remember, your sister ain't getting ready to mess with no knucklehead. Like, <laughs> she's not getting ready to deal with that. And he's like, that's a good point. He was like, he's a good guy, so I have no problems with him. I was like, yeah, they're going to come here. They're going to stay in the apartment. Like, and, <laughs> and he was like, yeah, well, no, that's cool. Like, he's a good guy. And it's just easy. So it's always good to see that. But she, I'm, I mean, oh, wow. Was she no, really, go ahead. She really, I mean, she helped me out a lot, really. Because I, I was wild. I, I mean, I was doing anything. I didn't care. That's, yeah. that's kind of what Tony did. He was she confused me about what type of girls not, that I was compared to the ones he was talking to. I'm sure. Not, I mean, I, I wouldn't say confused, you but you know, confused. I just I was I'm not like it wasn't like being a player, but it was just like it's it was it, it was very easy like being in college. It's just like just it's it's. it's but you crazy. also got to remember, so like, 18, 19 year old girls right. are like not like they they, they get in college and they're like they don't generally have it all together mm-hmm. and they're like oh there's access to just boys and parties but and hanging out. I, and so, I knew she was different though because I just I could tell be- that she had like before I even knew you had brothers or anything. I could just tell just how you were because you don't put up with a whole bunch of nope. like crazy. <laughs> so I'm like, I I'm like she the, has a dad. The, <laughs> the first <laughs> time dads. we hung out. We um we were just like in my room talking. We talked to like three in the morning. He was like, I'm getting tired. I said, Well, bye. Yeah. I, and I, he was like, You're kicking mm-hmm. me. I said, You're not sleeping in here. <laughs> he was like, What? And then he tried to kiss me. I was like, I'm not kissing you. I don't know you. <laughs> I mean, that, that's how I was. At a girl. Like, and he was like, Oh. I was like, bye, I'll see you tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that. Mm-hmm. That's so funny. I know, but that's, uh, to your point, Stephen, that's what Tony did for me, because Tony was like, oh, no, we have to sit down and, like, budget. Like, you can, it's great that you want to have fun, but, like, you got to pay your bills first and then see what's left over. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh, I guess that's a different concept, because <laughs> I was definitely partying first and seeing whatever was like, left over to pay my bills. I hope I have bills. enough. Right. And, was, <laughs> and Tony was like, nope, let's get that, let's, like, reverse that. Mm-hmm. And then he was like, and you spend so much money on food, let's. I'm a, like, uh, let's gross. I'm gonna teach you how to grocery shop. <laughs> and I was like, okay. And so we did that. Like, he like kind of just wrangled me in. And then I, by the time I was like 27, 28, like my life just changed. Like, we were just, it wasn't important to be out anymore. It was like, oh, I need to spend time with, you know, my then boyfriend. You know, like that made more sense. And then it was like, let's have parties at our home. Let's, you know, chill mm-hmm. out together, kind of thing like that. And that became more important than being out in the scene and stuff like that. And now at 34 years old, I'm like, I don't really care about seeing anybody. Yeah. Like we spend so much time up under each other and on our couch yeah. in our living room than anything else. That's, that's how we are. We 24, 22, not typical. We don't go no. out and party. None of like, I always try to tell Steve, I'm like, girl, these are the years that you're supposed to do it. Be reckless. Yeah. But it, I feel like I, I think we both had enough recklessness in college just because of where we went to school. I don't know that Stevie's recklessness ever. I didn't get reckless, but but I never felt the urge to. So it's not like something I feel like I'm missing out on. Yeah, Yeah. I I was the same way. Even when I was like, what, 22, 23, 24, like I would go out at like, 8 30 at night i'd meet my friends i'd have maybe two drinks i'd be like okay it's 11 o'clock it's way past my bedtime good night y'all yeah and then i would go home that's (laughs) awesome because your recklessness happened at a very early age it sure did do you think like tony was (laughs) reckless at like 14 15 16 years Uh, old right because even then just grew up in a completely different way right Mm -hmm. so that's why so when you got and and i think that that's part of the reason why i did because i grew up in an extremely 
strict household. I don't think our house was that strict. It was strict for me. It was strict. It wasn't like, strict it was, for you. I was, it wasn't strict <laughs> yeah. for you. It but was I feel strict. like they know their child. Well, but see, here's the thing. And mm-hmm. it's so funny. I always say that they were over here worrying about me and they should have been worried about that. Yeah, they because didn't pay him that much attention. I was, because I was at a performing arts high school. So you got to remember, like, my friends were, like, weird. Yeah. We were weird. Like, we just wanted to get together and watch, like, dance music videos. Like, we were, <laughs> like, hanging out and going to dance shows. And we were, like, getting together and practicing harmonies. Like, we were just weird whereas Mm -hmm. my brother who went to like a public high school was around like and he was an athlete so he was around like people that were like doing drugs early and -hmm. and look and that's not me passing judgment on anybody but like there was just more access to like the world Mm -hmm. whereas we were in this like little performing arts bubble so but I but they always say that your first child you end up being way more strict on because you like wanna wrap them in plastic wrap, right? Like you mm-hmm. wanna like bubble wrap them and like send them out into the world. And then as the children come later, then you end up loosening your reins. So I grew up in a strict household where dad wouldn't let me go to parties. Like dad and if I did go to a party I went to like two parties throughout my entire high school career. And dad <laughs> had to walk in and make sure that there were parents he went in to meet the parents. And then he would leave and then he was picking me up. I was never going to parties by myself. Like, he would never let that happen. I never even asked to go to a party. So, So, Meanwhile, I was throwing the parties. Yeah. Yeah. So I just never had those things. So then when I got out of the house, I was like, wait, what? There's this whole world of things that I could do without having to worry about other people saying anything to Mm -hmm. me? Like, let me. And then I, wow. And for my first year of college, I actually didn't wild out because I was like, having fun i was like oh i just want to go like dance and like check things out and then the second year is when it all went downhill but <laughs> but it I was about no regrets i just think it was i went i was in i went to college when i was 17 so mm-hmm. i was just i was young and people i mean it, it was i was just like i'm gonna do whatever i'm not at home 17 mm-hmm. i couldn't you seven you can't do nothing at 17 anyway when you're in school but that's when i just like i'm like this is a whole new world i'm like i'm just i'm gonna do anything i want yeah i don't care this is like not caring but then like like once i got first like it was time for me to graduate i had buckled down and just got everything handled she helped that like that was the main part of my senior year she really helped me out a lot like she like what was my exit car everything i was so worried about everything she talking about something no nah, you can just just get it done just focus and I, I got out of school it was perfect and then i think when it was your time to graduate, you were real. You were just frantic. You just, I don't know what to do. I was like Stevie, come on now. I was like this last year. Just, just get it together. You gonna graduate? It's, it's not that serious. I think, I think that's what she needs though. Cause like I'm, she's, she's, she's very, a worry word. Yeah, she's very, and but she prepares for stuff. She plans, mm-hmm. and I don't, I don't, I don't plan. I don't even like. I wake up and I don't even know what I like. I don't even know what to eat for breakfast. Like just stuff like that. She plans everything out, and I like that about her. And then I kind, it rubs off me a little bit, but I still have to be like. A little, I, I still gotta just have that's some us. type of mystery. Cause that's I, us. Tony and I are very. Tony's like very like meticulous. Like things have to be planned yeah. and like mm-hmm. set. And yeah. I'm more like I want to see how I feel, and then yeah. like I'll go from there. So Even we when, balance it. When we were coming here, I was like, "What month is this? November?" Yeah. Like last month, I was like, "Stephen, okay, so I'm going to New York on these days. Do you want to come? Like, I need to know now." Mm-hmm. because i need to plan how we're going to get there and if you're not coming then i need to plan how i'm going to get yeah. there he's like oh yeah sure i don't know. i'm like no i need a definite answer like i need to know these are plans they're a yes. commitment yeah. i just need yeah. yes or no and i'll handle everything else 
but I, the indecisiveness. Yeah. We're good with planning stuff. Like, because I am a planner myself. Mm-hmm. Like, I am a person that, like, needs to put stuff in the calendar and know that. We're good. We get along with planning things. But the where we're, like, I'm more, I'm, like, Tony wants to, like, meal prep. And, uh, like, do you see what I'm saying? Like, yeah. he wants to, like, know what happens throughout the week. Like, yeah. what we're going to eat Monday through Friday. And I'm more, like... Let's wake up in the morning and, like, I may feel like fish tonight. So, like, then you can take the salmon out. And mm-hmm. Tony's like, I want to prepare the salmon so that it's already ready <laughs> and, like, stuff like that. Do you see what I'm saying? Like, so that's where we're, we're both good with plans because we will talk about, like, what's happening for New Year's and, like, how do we're going to get those plans together and, you know, all that stuff. But it's just different. So let me ask you guys a question as we're talking about planning. As millennials, do you guys talk about the future and, and a future together? Hmm. I, I mean, I think about it, but I kind of, like I said, I just go with the flow, basically. That's just how I am. I know she yeah. does, though. Yes and no. Yeah. He, like, I think it's the Scorpio in him. He tries to pretend like he doesn't think about it. Yeah. But then he'll do little things. Like, he started a jar at my apartment to save up money. <laughs> he was like, we need to start saving money. Let's just yeah. put money in the jar. So we've been putting, like, loose change in it and dollars. Dollar and then he was yeah. like, the other day we were at eating and he was like we should start a joint bank account so we can start saving some money up i mean that's and a good i idea, was like man. um okay yeah, i mean not not immediately but like once because i mean because i play i play professional golf so it's like i have to i'm i'm trying to make it and trying to make certain things and she has she has a good job and you know she's like coming up in her job and stuff like that so mm-hmm. i kind of want to be like i want to like have something like i have to have something going on myself like that's why i think that we work so well because like, we'll wake up in the morning, and then I'll be like, I'm going to go work out, and then I'm going to drop you off at work, and then I'm going to the golf course, and I'm going all day. Mm-hmm. And then she's done at 3, I'm finished, doing what I had to do, pick her up. And then it's, it just works, because like, she doesn't get involved with what I do, and I don't really get it. I just I support her, and then that's, that's it. That's what you're that's, supposed that's to all. do. Yeah, that's, I mean. But as far as, like, planning, planning, no, I don't think we really talk about that. Like, you guys mm-hmm. don't talk about, like, do millennials talk about, like, mm-hmm. marriage or, I, like... See, he'll I, make comments, but he, <laughs> he'll he never talk about it. No, nah, I never. I don't, I mean, I don't, <laughs> okay. I don't talk about a lot of stuff. I mean, that's just, that's, I mean, that's I don't how, think that's millennials, though. I think that's just That's Steven. just me. <laughs> <laughs> that's, just, that's, that's me. Because, I mean, I, I was, like, I was, like, in my, like, my dad's a Scorpio, mm-hmm. so we... Like, we really clash a lot. But, like, when I got older, he, like, I, I understood, like, what he was doing for me, like, to me and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And I'm like, I'm like, Stevie, I'm, I'm a lot like my dad. And I don't even, like, I was, like, when I'm young, I was younger, I was not trying to be like my dad. I was like, nah, I don't, I do not want to be like him. He's just too mean. But like, we got older and stuff like that. And I'm like, yeah, he did that for a reason for me. And then I, we, we didn't get along because we were Scorpios. And then, like, but when we're good, we're really good. And then, like, if we mad at each other, it's just like, we're, nobody's going to, we don't really talk about things it's just like no. it's just like if we had an argument or something i'll get in the car i'll look at him or i'll put something on the radio and then it's over it's it's that's we just funny. don't even discuss yeah, it that's it's what just he like, tries to make he'll like hint about stuff or just like mention stuff randomly and i know he don't want to talk about it, so i just mm. don't even pay it no attention yeah that's I'm funny like, that's okay that's 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 a tony thing we had to he's not very much of a talker mm-hmm it's weird because you are like you want to talk you just don't necessarily know how to do it all the time so talking has been something that depends on what it's about so over the years he's gotten he's become a a much better talker yeah i think i think i'm i'm growing because i like i like she'll get mad at me because i like 
I, I'm used to just saying what, like, saying it any kind of way. Whatever I need to say, I just say it. And then she's like, you need to watch how you're saying, like, how I come off. I may come off angry. I'm not trying to be, but she'll take it as me, like, yelling at her or something like that. And I don't, I'm like, I don't even think about it that way. But I don't well, like being yelled at. <laughs> I, think I don't think just, anyone does. I think I'm just, I, I'm like, I'm just talking. But she, like, that's why it just made me, like, I'm like, okay, I need to really, like, think about what I'm saying and just how I'm saying it to just make sure, just help, just guard her feelings. Because, you know, I mean, like, you're very, you're, you're you're soft like you know you, you're, very you're sensitive. sensitive like very very sensitive she's so. very affected is what it really is because yeah. i don't even know that you're very sensitive I no i do i like internalize things a lot I you're just hear you. you're just very yeah. affected by things yeah. like if something happens like it like bought like she's bothered by yeah. it like it's yeah. just it affects her in a in a very in a strong way mm-hmm. uh which is great but so let me ask let me ask this whether it's whether it is um with each other or not, is marriage a thing? Like, yeah, I want to get married. Yeah, I, I mean, you need like you need security. Like, I don't like I don't want to like grow older and just not have like a companion. That's just I don't. That's not that's not what I grew up with. That's not what I see on a day. Like my parents have been together thirty plus years, so like I want to build to something like that. Mm-hmm. And I see how they are. Like my mom, she'll like she will never she will not like she will never leave my dad's side through like through any like we've been through a lot of stuff like when he had cancer and everything like twice so like i just watched how she supports him and then it just it just rubbed off so i'm just like i mean i need somebody like that like it's it's perfect so i think i found somebody who's bit like yeah she should be all right we'll be so all right. that might that, that must be one of those random things that yeah. you talk about and stevie marriage is important to you too yeah i want to get married yeah i don't necessarily like think about it Mm-hmm. Oh, so you weren't one of those girls that like planned your wedding dress <laughs> and all that stuff. It's things I like I thought about, but I'm not like, oh my god, I want to get married. I want to get I, married. I don't think, but I do think I need to be married before thirty because I'm not having kids after that. Oh, uh, so you do want to have kids now? It's not like I'm not like oh my god, I want kids, but it's not something I'm like terribly against. Okay. Yeah. So if it happens, that's happen before thirty because I'm not having kids after that. Do you want to have kids? Steven? Um, I mean, we if it happens, you know, it happens. But, like, it's not a big deal to me. But I guess I just wonder if, like, for me, it's I wonder if millennials talk about that. Because, like, when Tony and I dated, it was, we can't date each other if you don't want to have kids. Um, I don't think we're having those conversations. No, not, not like, like that. Like millennials. I, just, I don't think that's something that we, like, think about. No, it literally was one of the. It was literally like one of the first conversations we had with. Well, how old were you when you started dating? Twenty five. I think that makes a difference because at twenty five, you're like you're planning your life at that point to settle down. Mm -hmm. At eighteen, because like a lot of people start dating at like eighteen, nineteen, and like we've been dating for like two years. Yeah. So when we started dating for two more. (laughs) (laughs) So when we started dating, we weren't like. Like, my life wasn't there yet, so I wasn't mm. thinking about it. Gotcha. Well, and that's why I always say, and what I said earlier um, in the episode is, you know, I think it's dangerous to say this is what this generation is like because they're not, like, they're not over yet. Like, they're not even, mm-hmm. I mean, they're, they're adults, but they're not, like, they're young adults. Yeah. So I think it's very dangerous to say, oh, they don't do this, they don't do that. I've, I always find it so interesting. Like, I read about the differences between the generations, and I guess I see some of it. Um, but it's, it's always so interesting to me cause it's like when people say, oh, kids these days are different. I'm like, no, they're not. 
kids are biologically exactly the same as they've been for as long as we all know. It's the times that are different. It's the environment that is different. It's what you're interacting with that's mm-hmm. different. Mm-hmm. And just like you rebelled against your previous generation and they thought you were hellions who were going to tear down the earth, like, I'm pretty sure that happens every generation. And it's just so strange to me that we want to, like, qualify um, and, and, and codify all this different stuff about, like, oh, you do do this and you don't do that. Like, does it really matter? No, well, I, think- I do. I'm so sorry. To inter- I do think that there is a difference because I think it's like we said in the beginning of this episode is I think that what ends up happening is priorities are different. Right. So our grandparents, they were getting married or like finding their partner for life when they were like 14 15 16 years old Mm -hmm. right they were young and then they were getting married as soon as they could legally do it and then they were building a family from there then our parents essentially did something similar right they were out of high school and they were meeting their life partners when they were 19 20 years old and then they were getting married young and then having kids after that our generation is like meeting our you know long time loves like later so like 25 26 27 even 28 years old and then getting married in like our 30s you guys are kind of you may meet each other while young but you're also like kind of pushing all of the stuff back even later to do something like you're you're kind of not necessarily locking it down like it's so funny because like, if you think about it right now, you're 22 years old. Our mother, by 22 years old, yeah, had, had two kids. Mm-hmm. She had two mm-hmm. kids at that time. And you're kind of like, we don't even really talk about getting married. Like, you know, like, it's a completely different mindset. I think it's more of wanting to be, like, I don't, I want to be, like, stable. I don't want to, I don't want to have to, like, I, like, it's not really struggling, but I don't want to, like, I want to make sure I can take care of things before I get, like, married. I want to be, like, make sure I have the money to make sure we can like both like grow so i think right now like we're still built like we're building we're still learning each other but i think like in the future it'll be it'll be good for us to to, to get like get married but I, we don't talk about it though like I, it's just you just don't talk about it if it happens you know i just let things happen but but it, i think it's more for me it's just being financially stable before doing like taking that leap because i don't want to like I, it's weird. I I just don't. I don't want to jump into something and not have. That's the only thing that I might say I would plan, like for. <laughs> is a marriage. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I also yeah. think that's, it's not a bad thing to yeah, plan for. Our, our parents, they like, they went through that whole mentality of like, we'll just struggle together, mm-hmm. and that's how like that's how they got. They were getting married young and like right. figuring it being, out. Yeah, figuring it out. <laughs> yeah. Married when it's. But they also weren't having like weddings necessarily. No, they and were getting get, married in, like, their yeah. parents. If I get married, uh, okay. I want a wedding, and I know I can't afford that. So right. what's the point of getting engaged? I also Because I'm not going to be engaged for, like, two years. Yeah, that's, I, one, that's one thing she has. You already has, talked for two years. Said, All right, I'm letting it go. I'm letting it go. <laughs> yeah, she, she has said that to me. She was like, don't. And then I remember she was like, don't give me no ring. None of that. If it's not an engagement ring, anything like that, like, just, no. I don't, just, like, because I. a promise ring. Yeah, what are you I, promising yeah, me? I was like, Eventually you'll marry me. Yeah, it's crazy. Because it's just like, it's, it's, that's, I would never present a ring to, to a woman. And it's just like, it's not a wedding ring or anything like that. Because sure. that's like the biggest. This is like, like, what's the point? Like, why? Well, I also it's think weird. millennials, too, are really uh, keen on uh, creating life experiences before they miss out, right? Because, like, I think a lot of millennials right now are like, yeah, I want to, like, 
see the world a little bit. Like I want to like travel. I want to do things. I want to get this accomplished. I want to see those things. Like, and then I'll think about like my forever. Right. Well, then well, I'll th- we, we kind of doing it together though, because like, which is great. Yeah. Cause and I think that's different for us. Cause we like, like she has her own field that she's doing and she, she like, that's what she wants to do. And then we're, I'm doing something separate. And then like, we both successful at it. And then at some point we're just like, okay, we're good. Like it's, it's just it's perfect to see it's perfect to see how she has grown and it's good to see how I've grown too. I think I've grown the most though out, sure. of, out of the relationship. For sure. Yeah, cause, yeah. But I also think that like even Tony and I are doing that. Even as a married couple right now, we've been married for two years and we've been together for nine years. But like even with that too, we're like before we even like start thinking about like a family, like we want to get some more travel. We want some more stamps on yeah. our passports. Mm-hmm. Like we want, like we want to do things. We want to get where we want to be in our careers. Like mm-hmm. we want to get to that level. Like we want to have enough, this amount of, not necessarily a specific amount of money, but like a healthy amount of money in our yeah. savings account and yeah. stuff like that before we like, we want to get out of debt. Like we want to know that yeah. that stuff is like solid and then we can get married. And then that way, when we get married, we're, or I'm sorry, not get married, but have children. That way, when we get have children, we're like, oh, we accomplished all that stuff. And so we're good. We're, you know, in a good way. So I don't know. All right. So we want to thank you guys so much for being here with us. It was a fun conversation. And it was kind of good to get to know a little bit of the BTS of you guys' <laughs> relationship. That was kind of fun, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you, guys. It was a good time. Is there anything that you guys wanted to promote by way of, like, your businesses or anything like that for our listeners to listen to so that they can come find you? Oh, you you can follow me on my Instagram at Market Inc. M-A-R-K-I-T-I-N-C. Perfect. And tell everybody what it is that you do, Stevie. Oh, I do websites and logo designs and branding and marketing. Awesome. And, uh, well, I'm Stephen Washington. You can follow me at, uh, it's, it's underscore S Washington or S wash golf. And then, um, I just, I, I started playing professional golf. So this is my first year. So I'm just trying to grow and build with that. Just thank you guys. Love Wonderful. it. Check it out. Give some support and some love. We like it. So we're going to take a short break, but we'll be back, uh, to listen to some of y'all listener situations. Hello, all you beautiful people. This, of course, is Marco. Stop everything you're doing right this very second and head to your favorite podcast directory and rate and review Relationship. I know you're driving right now, so pull over. Or you're at work right now, go take a break. Or you're cleaning your house and you're elbow deep in toilet water and haven't finished scrubbing. Well, finish that. Wash your hands and then grab your phone. I just need two minutes of your time so you can give Relationship a five-star rating and a quick review. Tell everyone that we're your favorite hosts and this is the best podcast you've ever heard. And you look forward to listening to the show every Wednesday. There, I've written the review for you. It's that easy. Your ratings and reviews help others that are looking for this commentary and need these weekly lessons have an easier time finding the podcast and knowing what they can expect. On behalf of Tony and myself, we cannot thank you enough for the love and support you've already given to the podcast. It's because of you we get better and better every week. Enjoy the rest of the show and know that we love you all.
And now it's time for our listener situations. Oh, Lord. <laughs> That's right. Send your relationship questions or comments to relationshipquestions at gmail.com. Tony and I will read your emails here on the show and do our best to give some guidance because... I got beans, greens, potatoes, tomatoes, lambs, rams, hogs, dogs, beans, greens, potatoes, tomatoes, lambs, rams, hogs, moths, greens, beans, potatoes, tomatoes, lambs, hams, hogs, dogs. No, nothing. I'm just stuck on the fact that she said rams. You name it. <laughs> Don't nobody serve ram. And you're you're a few uh, a bit late for that. Um, no, I'm not. To, actually, to be going viral because it's oh, uh, for it to go viral. <laughs> no, but it's like tis the season. It is, and tis this is a season. fine Thanksgiving tradition. I know. So every every Thanksgiving expected. <laughs> I expect it. <laughs> you good? Uh, yeah, I'm just good. making sure. Didn't how, know if, how, how do you was, feel? Just didn't know if something I else was coming good. out of the oven. All right. Out of the oven. Out of the oven. Yeah, thank you. Um, All right. So our first (laughs) situation. Hello, Critelli men. My wife and I stumbled upon your podcast about six months ago and are huge fans. Oh, well, thank you. We are both very interested in hearing your thoughts on our situation. I'm sure you are. That's why you wrote it. I think you mean your situation. Oh, that is what she meant. Continue. My wife, Leslie, enjoys distant, exotic locations. She likes to travel far away and immerse us in a culture for a couple of weeks, including eating out at every meal, taking in local live art events, and going on paid excursions. We can only afford to do this about once a year. I, on the other hand, prefer to take long weekend trips every couple of months. We can drive to my destinations, spend time reconnecting with each other, prepare our own food in a comfortable home, and get back to our lives without losing a day due to air travel. The problem is we cannot seem to agree on what is more valuable, one big vacation every year or lots of little ones every few months. Leslie wants us to see the world and believes that a big trip is worth the sacrifice. I believe in taking time off more frequently so that we can de-stress. Again, we would love to get your perspective on this issue. Sincerely, Michelle. Well, ladies, Hmm. you know, I am always a fan of the compromise as a person who used to deny myself and sacrifice uh, forever just for that one big thing. I get what Leslie uh, is saying and doing like I get that big thing. I understand it. But as someone who has recently learned the importance of the regular small things, I also get what you, Michelle, are saying. So I think meeting in the middle, rather than one of you getting your way and the other not, or the obvious answer, which is alternating years, one year, one big one, the next year, several small ones, um, maybe what you both do is figure out what costs you can cut so you can make them both happen. That is exactly what I was going to say. I don't see why you can't do it. So, like, maybe first quarter you do a small trip. Second quarter you do nothing. Third quarter you do a big trip. And then fourth quarter you do nothing. Do you see what I'm saying? Like, maybe you just kind of, like, create, like, a a balance between it, right? So maybe the first quarter it's like there's, you know, X amount of weekends that are there. So maybe, like, once a month you're taking a little trip somewhere close that you can drive. And then... Second quarter, you're recouping and getting recouping. I don't know why I said it like that. Recouping, <laughs> recouping. Um, and, you know, you're like recouping and getting it all together and like, you know, stuffing your coffers all over again so that you can plan for your third quarter trip. Fourth quarter is usually the holidays, which is always the expensive time anyway. So maybe it's better to just 
chill the f out during that time period <laughs> you know but like maybe that's what you do like, well just and kind of have a an agreement right yeah well and and take an inventory of the things that you're assuming that are preventing you from doing both so for example um we'll start with the big one you both making the most money that you could be making are you do you have the best paying job for your field uh, could you be making a little more if you are or you're very happy and you don't want to sacrifice your happiness for more money can you do you have a side hustle uh, because those are always very uh, helpful. I mean, strip clubs are always hiring. Oh, geez. Um, <laughs> <laughs> also, I think that there are things that you could do on the big trip to make it less expensive, like going for a package deal. And I think that there are things that you can do on the small trip to make it less expensive, like looking at things like Groupon, right? And letting that drive your destination as opposed to selecting your destination. Um, I think those things can help you looking at how you're really handling your budget and what you're actually doing. You know, if it's really important for you both to get exactly what you want, then maybe one of those nights a week that you normally have an expensive meal, you just do something cheaper and simpler and you take the money you save from that. And after, you know, once a week for like maybe seven, eight weeks, maybe, uh, maybe more, but that should be enough for a little weekend getaway right there by itself. Yeah. I, 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 you know, I'm always, and I know you don't always love this, but I'm always a person of like, why choose? Like, why not get both of them? You just have to plan out how to get both of them. Like that, that is always my thing. And so much to your point, there's a way to do both of them without, um, there's a way to do both of them without having to choose between one or the other. Right. Because I feel like what's happening right now, and this is where the real problem is coming in is that the big trip is Leslie's. Right. Right. That's Leslie's trip. So you're just along for the ride and the little trips are yours. And so you're Leslie's along. So Leslie's along for the ride. So both of you guys are not getting what you want to do. Both are not participating and having fun and fully experiencing it the way that they need to. So maybe you guys need to like split it down the middle. So both are getting what they want out of the situation and both can sit back and enjoy it with one another because you know that you both planned everything all the way down to where you guys are at and how it's working and you made it good so like again maybe you just just meet me in the middle (laughs) i don't know maybe that's it very sound advice mr crutelli likewise mr crutelli (laughs) all right our next one um (laughs) hi guys thanks for reading my email i hope to hear back from you both oh i'm gonna interrupt this email and say everyone remember we respond to every email, even if we don't read it online, uh, on um, the podcast. The podcast for shizzle. Yeah. Um, I have a unique situation. Up, oh, they mean situation. <laughs> in that I am single and completely happy with it, but get a lot of pressure to date and meet guys, but have very little to no interest in committing to anything serious. Here's the new unique part. Oh, I got a hold of that sentence, didn't I? <laughs> Here's the unique part. I am oddly attracted to my gay stepbrother. And though I don't want a relationship with anybody else, I'd love to start one with him. All right. So that took a turn I was not prepared for. Me either. (laughs) We get along, have similar interests, and he's incredibly attractive. We live in the same city. We are in our mid-20s and have been in each other's lives since high school for about 10 years now. And this feeling has presented itself in the past few years. I feel gross about it, but logically, no, there's no reason to. He's single as am I, and I think we would make a great couple, but I think the step-sibling thing would turn anybody off. (laughs) Should I tell him how I feel and try to make something happen or possibly gross out our families? (laughs) Or should I just ignore my feelings and keep my feelings secret for the sake of a normal family dynamic? I'd love your guidance. Tom in Texas. 
Of course, this is from Texas. There, I said it. Uh, oh, it sounds like a Florida <laughs> problem if you stop ask it, me. Stop it. <laughs> I'm assuming uh, that by step, it's like completely like it's just 100 percent like no parents in common. Right. So in law, not step. No, no, I'm assuming step means like mom had a family and had kids and then dad had a family and kids and then they got divorces and then created a new family and so now the new kids are step parent like children but are they or are they in-laws they're not that's not an in-law situation. no no, no you no, would no. call them step they're step that's a See, step to me step is always like you share one parent just not both no that's half that's oh, not step that's half oh all right well i'm getting like, an english lesson yeah that's like that's your like half brother do you something like where like gotcha. you share like you may have the same mom interesting but you don't have the same dad you know huh. like that's your half brother that's pretty basic i probably should have known that all right <laughs> probably no, step means that like no you blood. know like no blood right. like they're like completely opposite so technically step siblings could date one another without any like fallout however well let's, it is there's kind of an ick factor yeah well let's all right let's pull this apart uh so all right let's start with the incest piece uh <laughs> there's there's no incest right because there's no blood none um and uh not that i want to go this route but there wouldn't be any issues with the blood mixing anyway because you're not producing children uh, correct so not that i am a proponent of that but moving on um you spent a lot of time together. Well, lots of people marry their high school sweetheart. So, like, growing up together shouldn't actually be an ick factor. It could be a bonding thing. Well, that could be different. I mean, that could be, I don't, it could be seen differently, especially if your high school sweetheart lived down the hall from you. I don't in know. In the same house. I don't know. I think that's more American culture and the non-collectivist way that we do things. But lots of places, like the whole village knows the whole village and you all bathe together and feed together and share each other's children and responsibilities. I think that's different. I think that's different only in that, like, at the end of the day, like, you go back to your family's hut. And they go back to their family's hut. Not necessarily. And there's closed doors between the two of them. But, like, again, I, I, I... I'm not advocating in either direction, just so you know, but I'm saying, like, that's a little bit of a different situation. Like, that's not quite a high school sweetheart situation, because your high school sweetheart didn't live in your house. Yeah, I'm, that's still a moot point to me. That's a, that's not a thing to me. Um, Hmm. You know, I would have to really experience this firsthand like not like i would need to know this person to be able to really give my feelings on it but my logical brain is able to parcel it out and say well i can understand the social convention piece of it that's a problem and the ick factor that could uh exist if you have a genuine connection but it's mutual that you have a genuine connection um then mm, I still don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It's weird. I mean, my only my only comment is I think you're assuming a lot. Like, what if he doesn't even like you? Yeah, it's true. Like, that's my only thing is I think you're putting a lot of pressure on something that may not ne- even necessarily be a thing. Like, maybe he's not even attracted to you the way that you're attracted to him. So you're assuming a lot. You know, maybe he thinks that you're like 
sister girlfriends and like you grew up in the same house and like you borrow each other's heels and and you think that you guys could potentially be you know the future neil patrick harris and david burka like you know like maybe you could they grow up in the same house I don't know. Who knows. <laughs> but like, maybe it's just a completely different thing. I think ick factor aside, like, who cares? Like, there are so many people. I mean, uh, there are so many scenarios in which people end up dating their stepsisters or stepbrothers and things like that and, and, and are together with one another. That is something that happens. But I think, I mean, hello, isn't that what's going on right now in Grey's Anatomy? Jackson and uh, what's her name? I mean, kinda. No, it's exactly what's going on. There's, yeah, I guess kinda. They were adults. They didn't grow up together. They didn't grow up together, there's but a, they're a, still dating one another. Yeah. But they're still stepbrother and sister, right? Yeah. So it's like kind of crazy. So like, I, I again, I don't know what Maggie. I don't know why I could not think of her name uh, in that moment. But anyways, I I think that the ick factor is not a factor so much as the are you sure that he cares about you the same way that you care about him well and that's the other thing too is you better tread lightly because you're gonna have to interact with this person for the rest of your life no matter what uh and so if the answer is no um you're gonna have to deal with the fallout of that for who knows how long and if the answer is yes and then y'all break up you still have to see him for the rest of your life <laughs> Ooh, that so, just got real messy real quick. So, yeah, so maybe find the qualities that you like in him and um, figure out why it's okay for you to be close to him having those qualities when he lives in your home, but you don't feel safe doing that with someone else. Mm, okay, because that sounds, that sounds more like an emotional block to me. Um, but that is not to say that I think, ew, don't do it. That's gross. Cause I don't. Um, and even if I did, who cares? Cause if you don't, that's what matters. Um, and it's not illegal and you're not hurting anyone and they're consenting adults. So my opinion really doesn't matter, but you wrote in asking for my opinion and that's what it is. Well, I think he wrote in asking for guidance cause that's what we give here. Um, but yeah, no, I just feel, uh, I don't know. I just personally feel like uh, to your point like the ick factor is not really a factor so much as uh maybe you should take a look and find out why you're attracted to your stepbrother and not allowing yourself to be attracted to other gays Mm -hmm. because and then also is he even attracted to you because like you put in a whole lot of pressure on a situation that he may not even like so i don't know there you have it Yep. Whoop. There it is. <laughs> um, let's take a break. Okay. We'll be back in just a bit, y'all. So that's going to do it for this week's episode. Thanks for tuning in and being a part of this really important conversation. Be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Pod Relationship. And don't forget to subscribe and rate us and tell at least one young person you know. <laughs> you can also email us at relationshipquestions at gmail.com if you have any questions or comments that you'd like us to address on the show. Going forward, Marco and I will not be hosting a group on meetup.com any longer. Nope, Tony and I. I want to thank everybody for the support that you all have shown us uh, on our pod relationship meetup group. Um, But we have been so fulfilled with all of the responses that we've had with the podcast and on social media. And honestly, juggling all of that has been really challenging for us. So we are going to give our full devotion to just the podcast. 
We will definitely harass your ears next week, though. And remember, bitches ain't shit, and they ain't saying nothing. Oh my god, I cannot believe you tried that. Bees in a trap. <laughs> <laughs>